0: The following message is brought to you by Balsamic. Balsamic decided to support the software social community by donating their sponsored airtime to some of our listeners. This episode is sponsored by POW. Use POW.app. POW is a privacy-first menstrual cycle journal for people with periods and those who care about them. Whether it's for health, productivity, or part of trying to conceive, POW is a flexible way to privately track periods. Check it out at usepow.app.
1: Last week we interviewed a user of Colleen's product, Simple File Upload. And this week we are going to uh, talk about that interview. So Colleen, tell me, what are you thinking of after that?
0: Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Um, It was so hard for me, so I turned off my video and I muted myself, which was good because I got very excited during the interview. (laughs) And like, it was like, I was like sitting on my hands. I was like, Colleen, you have no lines. You have no lines <laughs> in this play. You may not speak. <laughs> um, I I just thought it was, it was really great. Some of the things I noticed that um, he talked about that kind of surprised me was actually one thing that surprised me a lot was he was struggling with his current storage solution for three days. Yeah. And then when offered offered when, when he remembered, I guess, like that I have a thing, he didn't, it was almost like there was an emotional attachment to the struggle that he had already put in that he didn't want to throw that work away right away.
1: Yeah. Sunk costs.
0: Absolutely. That really surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. I I was really surprised about that. Um, I, I didn't see that coming. You know, there were several times I thought too, while you were doing the interview where if I had been doing the interview, I would have been like, okay, great. Like the end. I I feel like you were able, I think the interview was about 20, 30 minutes. Um, I feel like if I had been interviewing him, it would have been about seven. Cause I would have been like, Hey, do you like simple file upload? And he would have been like, (laughs) yeah, it's great. I'd be like, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like that's how I, I mean, even writing down these questions I, I, um, I still just – I I usually – I don't know. I struggle with, like, the, the circling back. Like, there was one point where you, like, circled back, um, I think, to something he had said earlier, like, re-asked the question, and you got more information from him. Yes. That was solid work.
1: Yeah. So that is something um, we do to basically, like, rephrase what someone said and then just say – like, do I have that right? Yeah. I actually know people who will do this. They will purposefully misstate what someone said so that they correct them and add more detail on.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. And actually, when I first started interviewing, basically, I would think of this as effectively playing dumb, which I think was, in some contexts, was effective. Like, for example, especially when I was interviewing, um, you know, if if I was interviewing, say, 80 or 90 year old men about their retirement most of them didn't take me very seriously in the first place and so I could use that to my advantage and basically be like oh like what do you mean by that I don't even know what you're Uh, talking about yeah and it like it worked really well um but then being a founder like you don't want to like you don't want people to think you're you're dumb right
0: like that doesn't really (laughs) work like
1: I I kind of balance I I sort of like matured out of that um strategy um but yeah but but saying like oh so I just heard you like you just said that you struggle with that for three days and then you just say that and then they add
0: things to it yes I mean things we've talked about before but what I really noticed in this interview is you were very you were very calm And very quiet and slow, (laughs) which I, (laughs) I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, it, it seemed like you were very, you're, you're, you're almost monotone in your tone of voice. Um, and you left huge gaps, which we're not going to edit out. So you can get the full experience, everyone listening, (laughs) but like huge gaps. And I'm like over here, like, is she going to say something? Like, is he going to say something, um, giving him really the opportunity, I think, to expound on whatever it was he was talking about.
1: Yeah. I think that's like, I like to think that, um, you know, I say that interviews are like acting. Mm-hmm. They're not a conversation. Right. Because the you almost want the other person to forget that you're a person, like that you have opinions, that you have thoughts about things. Like you are just there to absorb whatever it is they have to say and to, to help bring that out. And it's, it's so funny that you say I was so, so calm and like, because I mean, like, you, you know me, like I'm not like that. Like if you get me at my most truly relaxed, like I am like bouncing off the walls, like I'm interrupting people, I'm excited, I'm making puns all the time, like I am very much not sitting there like quietly <laughs> listening to people, which is, which is why I think that if I can learn how to do this, anybody can learn how to do this.
0: Yeah. I think, and I think, it, I, I mean, I think for me, it's just going to take practice, but like one of the things he said um, that really struck me and, and there were so, I think it would have been hard for me because he said so many things, which were literally the reason why I built it. So I would have been like so excited. Like when he was like, I just, he said something like, I just wanted to build my product. I didn't want to, you know, waste any more time on file uploading. I wanted to be like, yes, that's why I built it. You know? Like, actually I was, fortunately I was on mute. So you guys couldn't hear me, but uh, like, I was, I was real noisy over here. <laughs> um, so, you know, that, uh, I think as a founder and they, and I wonder too, like, you're almost an impartial third party here. I wonder as at, when you do interviews as a founder, do people treat you differently? Cause they know it's your product.
1: Yes and no, I mean, so obviously like i haven't I haven't had the experience you've just had of having somebody interview one of my customers while I'm there and seeing how differently they take it yeah,
0: um
1: i i don't I don't think it's been a detriment, like you know to what I was saying earlier about like people not taking me seriously, like I don't run into that issue anymore right like i don't i i I have been in scenarios where I was treated dismissively or even insulted. Um, thankfully, it's not that many. Like the, like the actual number of interviews where I've been truly insulted was like two out of the, I don't know, thousand or whatever I've done. Um, So I, f- I, I don't feel like that because again, like these things are fairly like, I, you're just asking questions about someone's process and that process is like digging into that process is going to be the same. Um and if anything, actually when I like I've had a couple of times where I I interviewed someone and I think they, they appreciate it so much that they asked me if like it could become a testimonial afterwards. Oh wow. Which never happened when I was a neutral third party. Um which is why I think this is just it's so powerful when the founder themselves does it because people are like, Wow, this is a company that actually listens to people, which right. We're we're just used to not being listened to. Um Yeah, I don't think it's been a I don't think it's been a detriment.
0: Okay. Cool. So some of the so things- I was would- go ahead. Oh you go ahead. I was gonna say some of the questions you asked I wouldn't have thought to ask. Did you have had you worked out a lot of those questions beforehand, or did you just have some like extra questions if it got too quiet?
1: So I um I have a script. So if you're if you've seen my newsletter, it is the relatively new customer script. Mm-hmm. So I just threw that in a Google Doc and I can actually, I mean, I could probably just scan it in and put it with the podcast just so people can see it. But so I took notes as we were going for each uh. question. So I started at the top and then those questions in the um, in the article are purposely as bullet points because sometimes just the flow of the conversation, you end up needing to jump around And so I actually skipped a bunch of questions. Like I skipped like a couple because or um, it it came across another in other questions. So I didn't have it like I didn't have to go and ask that question again. Um, It would be interesting to see whether like the the number of things I said, like which of those were actual questions and which of them were just follow ups. Like, as you said, like, you know, the sort of can you tell me more about that type of um, follow ups?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to go back and re-listen to it. Like I'm looking forward to that to kind of watch or to listen to how you did that again. And um, you know, it was great because I got so much useful information out of it. Like one of the things he said, which I thought was kind of hilarious, was he was like, he didn't believe it was that easy. Like, yes. was like wait, what? <laughs> I
1: So I have the, I I don't know if you can see this. Like, I have it written down here. I have that underlined because like this is one of those scenarios is like this should be the headline on your website is it really is as easy as it seems.
0: Yes. I'm gonna write that. Like down. that
1: is like like that is a sort of a perfect example of finding something very actionable that we can pull like Out of this out of this interview, the other thing was like he was talking about like he knew he needed to find something else or he was he was like resisting the idea he needed something else, but he was like getting to be open to it because he was really frustrated. But then he looked at all of your competitors and their pricing was so complicated that he couldn't figure it out. And he he was, you know, anxious about moving forward with those because he had no idea what he would be charged and so that's something that's really powerful that we can also use it when you're talking about your pricing is you know that it's um, there's sort of some peace of mind with it right that like you know there y- you know what you'll be charged for it um, but yeah it's so interesting how he said is it really this easy because he'd heard other people talk about issues with S3 and. Um, he, I, I, th- I think maybe this is a scenario because he knew you were on the phone that he th- maybe didn't want to say how doubtful he was that it was really this <laughs> easy. <wasn't-> but like, <laughs> I felt like I had to like work to pull that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was that doubt was definitely there. Yeah, that, um- and it makes sense. Like, it's like I mean, he spent three days working on it, Ugh. so it makes sense that like to to then believe that this is something that could be done in five minutes is. Um, like that in and of itself is sort of a disappointment, right? Like what do you mean? So he's excited that it that he was able to solve it in five minutes, but also he had spent three days working on something and then it turned out it could have just taken five minutes. Like that right. like so I was I was purposefully being kind of careful around that too. Like, so yeah. there are times in an interview where I was like, Okay, I really wanna dig into this doubt. I really wanna like I, I really wanna pull all of that out, but it's like, okay, there's there's this disappointment there too, and I purposely didn't dig too much into that. Um, yeah.
0: I Yeah, I did not. That was, I think the biggest thing that surprised me was that. I didn't, I've never considered, I totally get it now that he said it, but I didn't really consider that if, if you worked on something for a day or two days and it's not working the way you want it to, to walk away from it, Um, there's probably some emotion surrounding that. Like, oh, this other thing. Oh, wow. I spent two days on this and it could have been 10 minutes five minutes
1: and there's a social component too like he mentioned that there was like sort of a uh, I don't know if it was a meeting or a conversation or whatnot where like he was talking about it with his team and talking about you know this isn't working we're having problems like we need to try something else and and then there was a group sort of informal decision about whether they should move forward with something else but like that required him to go to his team and say like
0: I, can't get I tried hard. to do
1: this and it didn't yeah. work. And even though no one would blame him for that, like there, there's also this social component involved in switching products, which is why these questions around, did you talk to anyone else before you considered using it? Or was there anyone else who had to weigh in on uh, whether it was something that you could use? Like those sorts of social elements are really important. Like if he was in a big company, we could have heard, well, I had to go talk to procurement first. And it's like, Right. Well, if that's a six month process with procurement, like that might kill us as a little as a little company. Right. Um, But so like those sort and like those sorts of things, I feel like we as like technical people, like we have a tendency to overlook the emotional and social yeah. side of things sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, and just focus on like, oh, it's only about the product features or it's only about how it performs. And it's it's not. It's about this complicated human situations we find ourselves in, whether those are in our own brains with the work that we've done or with the, the people that we work with or our, our broader peer community on Twitter or on Slack communities.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also got out of that that he was kind of unsure that it really worked um, as, a, as described because it sounded too good to be true. And so he used the code pen. And the code pen is like buried in my documentation (laughs) like while he as he said that I pulled up my website and it's like three clicks and you have to know where to look so I feel like that's super actionable too I should put that I should put a a demo on the main page like so people can see how it
1: works you're like the eight, like one should be it really is as easy as it seems and then try it right now right now right go directly to that
0: how have I not thought of that before (laughs) I don't know. It's okay that
1: you didn't think about it, but you yeah. surfaced it through an interview, right? Yeah, that's, like this that, is why we get things in front of other people,
0: right? That to me was huge. Um, that was a really big revelation too. That he he's a developer. He wants to see it work. Of course he does. And so yeah. I should. Join. Your reaction
1: to that reminds me of a couple of weeks ago when you said that the first thing you do before you're going to use a product is to read the FAQ. That had never ever occurred to me because I never read FAQs.
0: That's so funny. Like,
1: <laughs> and and so it's just. But we don't find these things out about how do other people make decisions about things. We talk to them about it because the way we make decisions is, you know, every human is different. Yeah. Um, and and so I, I'm I'm curious on another topic. So at the end, when I asked the reaching for the door question, um, about you know, is there anything else you think I should know? And he asked this question about a specific feature. Yeah. And I'm curious, how would you have responded to that question?
0: <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I almost, I really, thats that was the first time in the whole interview, my finger was hovering over the mute button. I was like, oh, it's a question <laughs> for me. It's a question for me. <laughs> um, I would have, I would have responded differently. I would have said, uh, I would have asked clarifying details, but I think I would have just been like, like, sure. Like, what do you want? Whereas you said, how do you like, why, why do you want this feature? And what the thing I really liked, because he's describing the feature he wants and I still didn't get it. And then you said, how will that help you achieve your goals or something like that?
1: Yeah, I said like, what is the situation when you when you when would need you need this? it?
0: Because he's trying to describe his feature, and I'm like, what is he talking? I couldn't really figure out what he was talking about. Um, but if I had answered it, yeah, I would have been like, I would have immediately started thinking of like the technical details. How would I implement that? Is that something I can do for him?
1: Which makes sense,
0: right? Like, but like the question
1: we like like whenever somebody brings a feature request to us, like. Our question is always like, oh, like, can you tell us a little bit more about like, like why, why you would need this and like what kind of situation you would need it in?
0: Yeah, because he's describing it to you and I'm still kind of confused. But like I said, I would have taken it in a different direction. I would have said, sure, you know, I could let you tag your image. I mean, it'd be so easy. I can totally do that, right? I can let them add a tag onto their images and then I can segment them in the dashboard. But imagine I had based on that conversation gone and spent however many hours to implement it. And then I implement it and they don't even use it because they don't really need it. Cause it was just an idea they had. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I wasn't able to dig into like whether they wanted to do it or they thought it was required or like it was kind of, it was kind of unclear to me too. And I think when those things come up in an interview you can always put a pin in something, right? Like yeah. we, we got some information about, you know, the sort of activity where they would need this thing and we got some details about it. We can always email him a week later and be like, hey, like you had that idea last week for this way to tag files. Could we get on a call for like 15 minutes? And I just want to understand that a little bit better. Also, like I don't think people will mind. And in fact, they might feel complimented that you remembered what they said and now they're, you're reaching out to them again for like, more details about this great idea they had.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I think that's one thing that we have tried to be so purposeful about Um, is that whenever people bring a suggestion to us, like, we're really appreciative of it, right? Because, like, someone went to the effort of, like, thinking about that, and then if they're emailing you, like, that was work on their end. Like, maybe it was only two minutes of typing something out, but, like, they had an idea that they thought was worthy enough to send you and that deserves to be recognized and and again like going back to like being a company that listens to people like those like small things like make a difference, right? Like, I mean, how many times have you requested a feature and then you never heard something or the reply you got back was, well, actually, like, Uh, you know, this is why it wouldn't work, right? Like, instead of someone just saying, oh, like, can you tell me me. about why you would need that or when you would use it? Yep. Yep. I don't know. Basically, all of the, like, bad customer experiences I have myself, it's like my personal mission to do the opposite of that.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think my and biggest- we're not
1: perfect, but like that's
0: just <laughs> right. how I, think I- my <laughs> biggest takeaway from this interview with Drew is so he is someone who is using my service and is happy with it. So I have had, you know, customer interviews with people who are using my service and are happy with it. And they have lasted five to seven minutes every time. Cause every time I go in with a list of questions, but like, I, I don't know. I think, I think I'm, I'm just too excited or I'm too quick to wrap up. I don't think I'm waiting for the silence quite enough. Cause if it had been me and Drew, it would have been like, I don't know. I probably would have been like, can you tell me how you're using it? He would have told the thing about allowing companies to upload their logos. And then I I would have said, how does it work for you? And he would have said, great, I love it. And that would be the whole thing. So (laughs) I mean, the takeaways for me from this are to be quiet. That's my big takeaway, like you're doing right now, being quiet. (laughs)
1: Well, you also said, you know, you're asking questions specifically about the product. Yeah. And most of the questions I were asking are, what did you try before this? Right. What are the other alternatives you looked into? Who were the other people you talked to about alternatives? Like, you had these expectations for how the product worked. Now that you've used it, did it actually do that? Like, would you use it again? Like. Like, cause all of those sort of situational factors that are beyond the product, like, like this is the really important thing is thinking beyond your product. Like our products are inevitable. They're just one stop that somebody is on in order to get this broader project or work or job done. Yeah. (laughs) And how do we build out our understanding of what the rest of that story looks like that they're going through?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to practice. I mean, you've done thousands, I mean, you've done hundreds if not a thousand of these, right? Like you've been doing this for years. I have no
1: idea. Lots. Yeah, I've Yeah, it's probably it's in the thousands. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This was so fun because I like I was going into this and I was like, I actually like I mean, I I've talked to you about your product, but I don't really know that much about it. Um and so it was like like, not being an expert in the product I was talking to about someone was so fun for me because, like, I got to be genuinely curious about his process because I, I have no idea, like, what, what that process would look like personally. Yeah. Um. And I think that's the thing about these – doing interviews is kind of, like, suspending your own understanding of something and then just, like, just plunging into what it looks like from somebody else's perspective – and like imagining that you are hearing about this process for the first time and like going into it sort of wide childlike eyes and being like, oh, like so why did you do that? Oh, and then you tried that. Okay, but okay, then what did you do there? And, and sort of just sort of slowly painting the picture of like what this whole thing looks like from this person's perspective. I like I genuinely enjoyed it.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. It was great. I'm so glad we did it. Like I said, I got so much usable, valuable information from him, especially, like, things I can do immediately um, in terms of updating the my website. Yeah, the headline. <laughs> the
1: Changing headline that. and the code pen. <laughs> and the code pen.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm also going to ask him if I can put him as a testimonial on my website. I think that's yeah. a good idea.
1: When he said, I had it working in five minutes and I would have shouted from the rooftops or the, the mountaintops, because yeah, yeah. he's in Georgia, not the rooftops, the <laughs> um, Like... Like that is that is a good testimonial. And but the the key about it is that when he said that, it's like, oh great, like I'm so glad to hear that. Like, can you tell me why you felt that way? And right. then it's again, it's a couple of days, but later we say, Hey, like you said the other day that you had it working in five minutes. Like, is there any chance that I could put that on my website with like a picture of you and your, you know, your name? Like, is that okay? Like like we yeah. ask about it afterwards because during the interview we want to keep that complete feeling of trust and like we don't want to like sort of break that's like the equivalent of breaking the fourth wall which we like we 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 don't want to ask for the testimonial or for um you know get talking about like implementation details of a feature request or or say you know yes we can do that no we can't like all we want to say is tell me how you would use that how would that work for you like why do you need that
0: Interesting. Um, it's okay. really,
1: really, really important. Like it's it, it's the same as like you don't want to like you can't try to sell someone on one of these right. calls, which is so tempting. And I have been in that situation. I mean, so many times where I want to be like, yeah, actually, we have this product that does that, and like, you know, I can send it to you like right now, and like this will right. totally solve the problem you're talking about, yeah. like. But then it's like wait a minute, the fact that they don't know about the product that tells me something. Is that something about our marketing? Is that about where that product is placed on our website? Like how can I use the fact that they don't know about it to build more understanding of how they perceive the product or the problem or like why is it they haven't come across it yet? Or where would they expect to find that? Like, because maybe where we've put it is not where they would expect to see it. Like, is there something about their process we're not understanding? Like, anything they say is is should be taken with curiosity and and trying to learn more rather than turning it into an action. I guess yeah. that's kind of the a better way to summarize.
0: What yeah, that's I'm actually thinking. a great. You know what? Yeah. That's a great way to summarize it what they are saying don't immediately turn that into an action and try to solve the problem in your head yeah. because that's that was a big thing while I'm listening to him listening to him um that I wanted to do I was like okay how do i solve that problem for you right now and the key takeaway is you don't need to do that right now that's something that can happen later but right now we're just we're just receiving information
1: yeah and and i think it's hard to suspend that you know especially if you're someone who cares about other people and your way of helping them is is by creating things for them and and solving things for them it's so hard to suspend that yeah like let me just do it for you right now like the
0: weird like, let's talk about it let's dive into it the weirdest thing is this doesn't sound hard Michelle like like I can take direction like we have talked about this before and it's it's just It is a surprising challenge I have found um, because I love people. I love talking to people. I thought I would be like epic at customer interviews. And to be fair, I've only done a handful and I'm not terrible, but I definitely, this is a whole different, like you said, it's not a conversation. Like this is a whole different way of approaching your customer. Um, and it's actually in practice, it's harder than I thought it would be.
1: But if somebody who is as ADD and bubbly as I am <laughs> can manage to tamp themselves down to do this, then anybody can do it.
0: Yeah. No, I think I can get there. I just I just am surprised it's been this hard. How about that? Like I'm surprised it hasn't been easier. Um and and I just think it's a skill. I think that's the difference. Like I'm not just having coffee with my buddy, right? Like this is a skill. So It's a skill you can improve upon with practice.
1: Yeah, I mean, and like you have not had the opportunity to observe someone like this is really the first time I know it was so
0: exciting. By the way, (laughs) observe
1: something. And when I was learning how to interview, first of all, I was learning in a very high stakes scenario of like talking to people about their finances, which is something we hold you know pretty close to our chests and like don't talk about with people. So we really had to do it right. Yeah. The second thing is like. I probably observed like, I don't know, 15 or 20 interviews before I was actually on them on my own. And like the people I was observing were, I mean, they're genuine experts in this. One of them basically has a PhD in user experience design, like they are genuine experts in what they do. And so like I had the opportunity to learn with them and then be paired with them on interviews for uh I mean, I don't, I don't know, like probably another fifty or hundred interviews too, and like doing partner interviewing as well, which is easier than than doing it all on your own. So it 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 is a hill to climb, like, and I think you should give yourself credit for trying to learn this whole new skill without having, you know, basically a coach there to to stand with you and and help you through it. Like, but yeah. I think you can do it.
0: Yeah, well, and that was the best part of doing this is because. I thought about what I would say in response, like to everything he said, I was trying to be really cognizant of what I would have said in response. And so it was interesting to counteract that with what you were saying um, to kind of, you know, show me, kind of guide me on on maybe a different path. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you,
1: you were able to pull a lot from this.
0: Oh, yeah. It was super great. Like I'm super pumped now to go practice. Who wants to be interviewed? Send me a DM. I mean, so
1: <laughs> I sent out a practice script the other day that you okay. can use on anyone. Just not just about your product. Like you could, I'd say you. you I guess it's hard during like COVID times. You'll have to find someone who will get on um, a call with you. But like just interviewing someone about the last product they bought. Like, oh, it doesn't okay. have to be something technical like i I did this um I in a workshop a couple of years ago those co-workers that I mentioned that we um did interviewing together we ran a meetup for a while and we did a workshop on teaching people how to interview because it is hard um and it is weird right like it's not a conversation um and um and we just ended up you know what, what was the last product you bought and I ended up talking about a bottle of shampoo <laughs> And, and even though the person interviewing me had like, she was kind of nervous about it. She didn't really know how to do it. She was able to pull out all of this information about like why I had gravitated toward this particular shampoo and what I was hoping would solve for it. And she told me about why she was, she'd switched phone plans. (laughs) Um, Like, so, you know, it does, those are fairly like innocuous things to talk about, but there's like, there, there is, we don't change anything we're doing in life unless there is struggle, right? Unless there is a reason. Yeah. And so when someone has just switched to a new product, what we're trying to find out is what was that struggle and what made them like this product click and like, what were they thinking? And then we can pull out those aha moments. Like, is it really as easy as it seems? Spoiler alert. Yes. You know, (laughs) Like that's really where this stuff comes out. But so like, you don't have to start on your customers, which might understandably freak you out. Like you can just start on You know a friend of yours or whatever and just because because like the the flow of the of the conversation is just is very very different
0: yeah awesome well I guess that wraps us
1: up for this week thank you so much for listening um this has been a really fun little series to do um And definitely let us know um, what you think, how your own customer interviews are going, if you've tried them um, after listening or or reading my newsletter. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.
0: Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from ReCut, Max of online or not. Stefan from Talk to Stefan. Brendan Andrade of Bright Bits. Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA. Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems. Jane and Benedict from Userlist. Kendall Morgan. Ruben Gomez of Signwell. Corey Haynes of Swipewell. Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry. Nate Ritter of Roomsteals. Anna Mast of Subscribe Sense. Jeff Roberts from Outsetta. Justin Jackson, Mega Maker. Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics. Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nucy Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsy, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC. Anna from Cradle. Monsef from Ruby on Mac. Steve of Be Inclusive. Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups. Josh Smith of Keyhero.io. Jesper Christensen of Form Backend. Matthew of Work Cited. Chris of Jetboost.io. Daryl Shannon of Docomatic. Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender. Brendan from Feederloop. Pascal from sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Conbini, Arvid Kahl, James Sowers from castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.